Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lee Raider Roshke, your host, and I have Holly Ballou with me, my guest today. And um, we've been talking about God and how He can heal hearts. You know, it occurs to me that the trip, and I'm going to say this without getting emotional, but that that trip was just as much for you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen, that's how, Harley. That's how he works. That's how he works. Because he, he wants to do something in everybody's life there. But I saw, so you're right, Harley, I saw so clearly why I walked through what I walked through. Now, the devil meant it for harm. God didn't do those things to me. But he's called me to minister to broken people. He's called me to share how God can heal the deepest part of you. See, I was headed towards the family generational sins of alcoholism and sexual perversion, all those things that have been passed down. But God stepped in. And the, one of the things that I was sharing with the adults and the, the older kids that were in there too, the older teenagers, was that God used me as a girl, a little girl. He showed me and taught me you could break off generational curses and you did not have to go the same way and do the same things. You, were not, you do not have to succumb to that. And to give that hope out. And then I prayed with them at the end of the service. You know, we were cutting things off like alcoholism and drug abuse and sexual perversions and rejection and fear and just in, over the whole group because there was too many to really, you know what I mean? But they got it. Right. They got it. And I think that the main thing with the children and the, the young people was that they could see that they had power. You know, that's, that's very empowering to know that you have power. You're not just helpless and some adult's going to do something to you or right. tell you how it's going to be. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Right. And the Word of God. I, I, my, one of the things that the Lord had me to do was to teach how in the name of Jesus, there's no, everything that can be named has to come into subjection to the power and authority in the name of Jesus. And you can, add, kind of an odd way to explain it, but you can superimpose the name of Jesus over the name of fear and, and sexual abuse and victimization. You can superimpose or invoke or call and summon for the power that's in the name of Jesus and the healing balm of, for your heart over that pain and that heartache. And I tried to explain it in a way that it was easy to understand. And of course, it's, you know, that the anointing that was there at that time uh, for that moment, for those people, it just came. It opens your mouth, it opens their ears. Yeah, and, and Harley, um, it was so powerful to know that not only did God give me the words to say, they were listening. They were listening. And it was one of those divine appointments I mean, God so shocked me. I had it in my mind. Now, I knew that we were going to pray for people to be, you know, minister. Because I always like to say, okay, there are strongholds that can be built up in your mind. Mine were definitely fear. It was definitely fear. 
and rejection. Just no, no two ways about it. And then there was that victimization thing in depression, right. you know, and how that a stronghold is a house made of thoughts that has a stronghold on you. And you can pull those thoughts down and you can begin to believe who Christ says about you. That's why I was telling those kids, you're beautiful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're smart. You're talented. You're of great value. They're, you're unique. There's nobody like you in the whole world, nor will there ever be. And there never has been. Only you are you. And just to speak worth into them, Harley, just to speak worth into them that they know that they are so special and, and their precious. their little hearts get it. Yeah, and their little hearts. They were soaking it up. And I know those that were their uh, foster parents and those that were taking them and mentoring, they were speaking into them, into them too. But I think the fact that they had somebody ministering to them, standing before them, that had walked through those things, and God was doing things in their life that some of this one little girl came up to me, she was 10 years old. <laughs> I, she just blessed me. She's, and she was the one that had been abused and different things and, or walked through some difficult things. I'm not sure about the abuse, but she had had some situations in her family that I knew of. She said, uh, very matter-of-factly, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, well, okay. <laughs> Prayed for her, boom. That fast, lightning fast. Well, she I found out later that she said, that she is going to be a preacher and she's studying for it. And she told her grandpa, which is the pastor, you know, that whenever she is, a, uh, that she's going to take over the church when he's too old to do it. <laughs> and that if she's too young, she's preparing somebody. And she word, used the word, she's preparing someone in the interim to take over until she's old enough. <laughs> now that's vision. Keep your eye on that kid. Keep your eye on her. And I thought, well, bless honey, you go girl, you go baby. Uh, she she yeah. had a plan and she had a heart after God. And uh, her aunt said that she studies and she she takes it. She's serious about it. I mean, she does these sermons and she expects you to listen. And she's good. <laughs> and I thought, how wonderful. How wonderful. How wonderful for a church that so many in the church. What happened was that pastor mentored and then those he mentored mentored he has passed down the vision he has cast the vision what if you and i did that what if we cast the vision if you take what you've been through you take what you've battled through and come through and then you take and you find someone else that's facing something insurmountable something that has them cornered and in a cage that they have no can't figure out how to get out of and you take what God has done for you in those situations and you turn it around and you reach back and you mentor somebody else and you help them out. That's the gospel. That's how it has value. Yeah. That's how it ever had value. You turn that suffering into a blessing. Like you said, Satan meant it for our harm. God used it for our good. That suffering becomes a blessing for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's it's much mirrors what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He suffered for us that we'd be blessed. It's 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 the best way we can understand what he did. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about it just today that I don't know of anybody in the scripture. I could I was going through it in my mind. Whoever in the scripture that got blessed didn't suffer first. That's true. I can't think of anybody. Mm-mm. Mm. That's 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 good. They all suffer first. Mm-hmm. So we should 
I'm not saying you want to run out and suffer, but you no. embrace it and bless the Lord at all times. Yeah. Give thanks in all things, because if there's a suffering in your life, there's a blessing mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. And there, I can't remember exactly how the scripture goes, Harley, but I something about that our sufferings and this present sufferings cannot be compared to the future glory. Right. And even that's not just in heaven. I feel like I saw some of the glory this weekend. Because there were adults there too that had been broken and hurting and they're ministering and pouring out. They were tired and weary. And the pastor said, and it just, well, I can't even put it in words, but the pastor said he, when he watched me, he said he'd been praying for two years. Two years. I wasn't even on that network two years ago. You were getting ready. I was getting ready. For the trip. For the trip. He said he'd been praying for two years for God to send somebody to minister and encourage him and his church. And to, he said, boost him up. And I thought, dear Lord, you would send me? You would send me? And I, I realize, don't get me wrong, I realize it's not me, but it's his glory in my story that came out. He chose you. He chose me. And it was his glory in my story. And the adults come by. At the end of the service Sunday night, I just thought a few of them were just saying goodbye. I looked back around. The whole line went around the church. They were coming one by one and giving me a hug and telling me how much it blessed them and ministered them. And each one of them were telling me something special, what God spoke to them and how it meant something to them. And so I was so humbled. And I was just undone. I mean, you just, just, I was just undone. But to think... Now, years ago, when I was walking through it, there were times I thought, I'm never going to make it through. (laughs) At times, the devil tried to make me believe I was going to be an alcoholic like my mom, like everybody else. And my children, I was going to be married seven times. (laughs) You know, my children were going to be with this one and that one. Not that God can't redeem it. If you're listening right now and that's you, God has so much for you and he can turn it around and he loves you and he can change your life. But I had to come to a point where I believed that God could make things different in my life and that I wanted it and that I could have it. And that's the way God is. No matter who's listening, no matter who's watching, you can have it. You can be changed. There's nothing that God cannot turn around. There's no hurt so deep that God can't reach down and fix it. And I feel like that at that precious church with those wonderful people, that I was just sent there to just encourage them. I was just sent there to reinforce. And even the pastor said that one of his daughters told him, Dad, that's some of the same scriptures you've been telling us for the last two months. And so it was just to help reinforce and to come from someone that had experienced it. And it's still, you know what? It wasn't a temporary thing, Harley. My healing and my deliverance has not been a temporary thing. It wasn't a band-aid. 
And I think some of them needed to know that because some of them, there was some long-standing problems and condition, and I ministered about the paralyzed man that laid at the pool for 38 years, 38 long years, thinking it'll never change. It'll never change. It's always been this way. I am afraid to even believe again, to have faith again. And you know what? Even the young people responded to that, not just the older people. And the paralyzed man, what did Jesus say to him? First thing, first rattle out of the box, what did he say? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? And here's what, here was the man's uh, mind, his frame of mind. Here's what his response was. Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is troubled because someone else steps in before me and gets healed. That was his paradigm, Harley. That was all he had ever known. And he was expecting God to move in the way he'd always seen it when Jesus the healer himself was standing right in front of him saying, do you want to be made well? He was looking over there. He was looking at the pool that was troubled, that waiting for it to be troubled, waiting for the moving of the Lord in that area. Whenever Jesus himself had, was saying to him, do you want to be made well? And he was referring back to the lies of the devil saying, sir, I have no man. I have no... I'm looking to a man. I've been waiting for a man to fix me. And sometimes we do that. Mm -hmm. We're looking for a woman or a man to fix us or a rehab to fix us, a bottle to fix us, booze, drugs, sex. We're looking for somebody to fix us, a job to fill a void, a career, money. He said, sir, I have no man. Then he said, to put me in the pool, he thinks it's got to be a certain way. It's got to be in that pool, the way I've always seen it. This is the way I've always known it when God's trying to say, let me expand your thinking. I can heal you in so many ways. I can do so many things. You, there's no way you can comprehend all my ways. His ways are higher than my ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so that was his lie number two he was believing. And lie number three was to put me in that pool. I have no man when the water is troubled uh, because somebody else steps in before me. Somebody else is always taking my blessing. It's somebody else that's always going to be healed. Somebody else is always going to get the miracle. When Jesus is saying, hmm. he said to him, arise. And I ministered on that and I said, do you know when, the, he said, arise, take up your bed and walk. And the man immediately arose and took up his bed and walked. Do you know when the man was healed? He wasn't healed until he stood up. He said, arise, then the man stood up. He, he spoke, right. he obeyed the word and the command. It was the action. It was the action of obeying that the healing came. If the man never stood up, he'd never been healed. I believe that with all the more, unless he responded to the Spirit of God. And those people responded at that church to the Spirit of God. And I mean the power of God began to move, not the power of Lueda, the power of God began to move in that church and it was demonstrative. I mean, it was, you physically saw changes in the people, changes in the atmosphere. Before I started praying for people, at the, did you have something? You were going no, to say? no, Okay, no. before I started actually praying for people at the end and I administered the word and I mean, you could tell it was just the Holy Spirit where they were connecting in, they were hearing the word, God's word, the right word that God had. He, you know, speaking. Uh, 
you could see the Spirit of God moving. But at the end, I sang one of the songs off of my, my CD, uh, Jesus is Your Healer, which is real calm and soothing. And then I sang, I believe, at the urging of Don and uh, Leo, my team, that I went. And Don was saying, you better sing, I believe, I believe. So I said, okay. So at the very end, I said, does anybody believe in miracles? Anybody, there are any believers? And so I said, if you do stand up, because, you know, on this song, you got to stand up. And it was a, it's a real, you know, bom, 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 you know, yeah. and then you start. And it's kind of a song that, you know, it's kind of a, a, a black gospel type song to, uh -huh. to it. And uh, it's one of those songs that you can just really get into. And I, I do admit, I will say this, I do, every once in a while, kind of a little growl comes out of my voice and I can't help myself. <laughs> it's just me. I can't help myself. So you got a little soul sister. Yes, yes, yes. And so, but what's, what's so cool is, you know, music and, and your voice and everything can release things in the atmosphere. And when I began to sing, uh, oh, my faith is strong. My expectations are high. I know my request will not be denied. And the song just goes on down. I believe, I believe, I believe. You could see it on the people. They begin to have faith for their miracle. And because that's only the Lord can do that. Only Holy Spirit can do that. And they were like, wow. And at the end, I do kind of like an ad lib thing, you know, um, I just say that my, my mountains have to move. You know, my children will serve the Lord. All my needs are supplied in Christ Jesus. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I just do a little ad lib thing at the end. And at the end, at the very last word, I go, I believe. Well, seriously, Harley, something was like just fireworks went off. And it was just God. I mean, and then I, we just began to pray. I began to pray and take authority over certain things, certain strongholds of fear and addictions. I didn't have to lay hands on them. I was just speaking the word, the authority in the name of Jesus. We can break generational curses. Right. We can break off addictions. We can break off fear and depression. And Harley, you could see it. You could feel it in the atmosphere. Truly. And it was like, wow, God, wow. Because see, God so wants to get in our lives. He so wants entrance. He so wants to have that open place where you just say, I let down my defenses. I let down all my ways of thinking it has to be this way. God, if you don't move this way, you've only, I've only seen you move this way in this church or this, this religion, I mean, tradition, this, um, what do you call it, uh, church background. I've only seen you move in this way, denomination. Well, that's well what if somebody had said, God, oh, Jesus only cures the blind by spitting on making mud. Right. That's the only way he does it. Because mm -hmm. he, did, he did a bunch of different ways of healing. Sometimes it was like you said a minute ago. He just said, get up. Yeah. Real simple. Yeah. Other times he said, go on home, she's well. Another time he spit on something. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of different ways that he healed people. And if you decide that there's just one, you might miss something. That's exactly Be right. Be open. I mean, he made all the vast heavens. All those planets, every inch, every little microscopic piece of dust on the furthest planet away you ever even thought of, and every little molecule inside of you, he can do it any way he wants to do it. There's, there's no, it will always be good if he does it by the fact that he is good. He's the standard for good. Isn't it's that the always good if he does it. Mm, 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 mm. That's good. And, and he's a good, good father. Yes. He's a good father. Yes. And he was just waiting for, the, for them and you and I, every day, for us just to give him permission, give him an entrance, give him an opening. And God took them at their word. 
I mean, God, the, the defenses came down. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We let those defenses down and be vulnerable yeah. and let the pride down and just say, here I am, God, and I want all you've got. And so many people came up and, uh, it, on Sunday morning and they wanted all that God had and God filled, you know, but the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, God uh, touched people and healed their hearts. I tell you, there was a lot of inner healing. There was a lot of hearts mended and healed. And this is what the Lord showed me. And I told the pastor, <laughs> when, it fi- when I finally caught on and had a clue, <laughs> Why? <laughs> that you'd been set up? I had been. <laughs> that God had set you up? Yes. That's what yeah, it was. You know, yes. God set you up sometimes. I know, he did. <laughs> it was a divine sneak attack. God, it was the Holy Spirit snuck it in on me. And when I figured out, okay, what God really intended was for their, the, the roots of bitterness and the hurt and the wounds and the fear to be released and cut off from them and them to be healed and then their bodies would manifest healing. That's what the Lord showed me. That those things in there, because I can tell you, when you're full of fear, you are sick a lot, physically. No joke, and your immune system is down. When you are have all kinds of addictions, you're sick physically. And that the Lord wanted to heal their hearts heal their minds, heal their emotions, and the, and the healing too. And we prayed for physical healing. Uh, but I thought they were literally going to be people there that you could see physically that they needed healing because he said, we need healing there. They did, like we all do. And there was physical hi- his sickness. But the main thing, the crux of the whole matter, is God wanted to heal hearts. God wanted to remove disappointment. God wanted to heal, to remove regret. Uh, God wanted to re- remove hopelessness and defeat and being overwhelmed and that and thinking my life is always going to be this way. And I'm not saying they aren't wonderful Christians there that believers and love God and believe the word. But, you know, we can all come under attack. And those people that I was just my hands off to them. I, I love them. And I love the fact they took in people that needed help and hope and made a difference. And that pastor was doing a great job because he was multiplying what he was. He was casting the vision that he did a good job of it. But to know that I believe hardly from the foundation of the world before I was ever created, God knew I would go there. Yes. He knew that. And another beautiful thing is you got more surprises in store. <laughs> Thank you. Isn't Harley. that awesome? I uh, thank you. He's Harley. got more for you. Hallelujah! Yeah. I receive that and I believe that, Harley. I do. And even as a little child, I couldn't see what was going to happen. I I couldn't see, but I knew when I got saved, Harley, uh, that my life had changed. Even at ten years old. Yeah. But at twelve years old, when the Lord called me in the ministry, I was like. I don't know how you're going to use me. I don't know how that's going to happen, Father. But all I knew is I grabbed on to him. I mean, like, I mean, I held on to him. I so desperately needed a father, so desperately needed a father's love to heal me and to minister to me. And I would talk to him hardly about everything. And I so wanted these little children to know that they could do that. And I told them, I said, you know what? You're going to hear the Lord saying, come. Come get, come be with me. Come get by yourself with me. I want to share with you secrets. And it was so cool. And I, they believed it. And I said, God would share secrets with me and talk to me about me and talk to me about himself and my life. And he wants to do that. He's right. speaking to you and he's, he's calling you. Listen. 
And I said, he really is. And he wants to have good, uh, some fun times and some wonderful times with you. And uh, it was, I was so honored and privileged to be able to do that. I was so humbled and um, it just blessed me that God would let me go and do that. Um, to let me go and do that is more than words can say. And you know, we're coming down to the wire again. It goes so fast. But I really want you to know that God can heal you, that God can deliver you. God can really change your life. You don't have to stay in that. You don't have to, to, to stay in that darkness, in that hopelessness, and in that prison house. God wants to set you free. So Father, I pray right now, that you'd minister to every broken heart, every wounded place, every deep place, every place of trouble, every place of fear, every place of depression, every place of, de of addiction. And Father, I pray right now that you touch them. And if you've never accepted the Lord, just say, Lord, come into my life. I need you. I want you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood. Change me. I give you everything. I'm yours, Lord. If you prayed that prayer, if you need prayer, call our prayer line at 866 241 0579-866-241-0579. We'd love to hear from you. And go to lueda.org, L-U-A-D-A.org. We'd love to have you uh, make yourself available to all those resources to minister to you. And also, if you would love for me to come and preach and teach at or sing and do all the above uh, <laughs> at your uh, conference, as you're at your event, uh, at your church, at your group, I would be honored to do that. Uh, so just get in touch with us on our website at Loretta.org, or you could even call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. They will give us the message. So what a blessing it is to have you join us today. Love you, and we'll catch you next week on The Be Free Show.